Good people and fellow students, welcome to another episode of All That Yes. Today we have an artist who's so deep within them spirits that she gets high on that moonshine. This is an artist who has been loud on my playlist since around 2018. She's a soulful artist with a tone that brings warmth to her often sensually spiritual music. Her last project, Frequency, came out in 2020 and had one of my favorite songs with Kenny's interlude, and she's back again this year with the ever-calming stillness. I'm talking about the chart-topping, the inimitable, Tando, Benjay Silent. How are you doing? I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there with them just silent, silent. How you doing, yeah? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks and you. I'm a little bit chilly, but I'm good. How are you doing this uh, lovely evening? It's so cold. It's raining, but I am lovely. I am good. You know, it's been a lovely day on my side. That's good, man. So now I'm very curious because I haven't found a lot of interviews that you've done prior to this, what your journey into music was about and what inspired it. Ooh, my journey into music was actually inspired by sitting at school and not going to class. Cause like, I, I never actually intended on making music. I used to be a dancer. So I always thought I'd be like, backup dancer, Beyonce, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I always knew I could sing, like I always had the voice, but I think I started taking it more seriously in first year because I had like, I really had no interest in like class, you know, so I needed to find something to do. And that's when I started doing the covers. Yeah. And then it basically just grew from there. And with time, it obviously just became something I was very passionate about. Which is currently, which is the favorite cover that you've done that actually exists out in the world? Ooh, I've got two. X Factor is definitely my favorite one. Mm -hmm. And the recent one that I just did of uh, Yiva's Heartbreak. Oh, I haven't checked that one out. I need to check that out. Ooh, I sound just like her. <laughs> that was, it's like really short though, but like it's my favorite one because like it was so unprepared. Like I did the cover and then I was like, oh my gosh, do I really sound like that? Because sometimes you, you, the tone of your voice is like on a specific day, you're like, wait, what's going on today? You're like, huh, wait. Yeah. There's a new color here. I'm not sure if this color is like a fly by night or if it's here just to say I'm yeah. welcome and you're like, let's jump on. <laughs> That's exactly what happens because it's like, I never really get used to the tone of my voice. So like when I try different covers, I always try to channel the artist first before I put it into my voice, just to see if I can actually do a cover of that song. Cause a lot of artists have like different melodies and different tones. Now let's get into your process with making your music. Is there a rhyme and reason to your release yeah. schedule, whether it be the season it comes out in? Cause it seems to be also the last two have come out in the autumnish early winter yeah. vibes and how long between the releases so is there is there like a thought process between choosing to come out during the second quarter and it being every two or every year what's that process like like usually we plan not necessarily we don't plan like the year or how many projects we're going to drop we just know that we want to make music and we want to make so much music to a point where it becomes a full body of work yeah with frequency it happened more like naturally. It was like, okay, this is the kind of music we're making. Let's put together an album. The sound that we're testing, you know, we're trying to do some R&B, we're trying to do some soul. This project gave me more of a journey than Frequency did. 
because I spent two years working on this project. I was like, do I need to drop an album after Frequency or do I need to drop an EP? I was going to drop like a double tape EP, like one R&B, one, you know, whatever. But like, it took me two years. I went on trips, took a day out, a week out to camp, to just put our heads together, to try and just see where we go from where we left off, which was frequency. Yeah. Stillness gave me more of a physical experience because it's like I lived in it to make it. And then when I was finally done, I was like, yo, this feels like stillness. So this is what we're going to call the album. Even the feel of the album, like it's 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 very intentional. Like you have to listen to it from the beginning to the end in order to have that full experience, you know. Whereas with Frequency, it was more like I'm coming out, I'm becoming more open, more like focused on specific topics type of things, you know. And then um, in terms of the seasonal dropping, I never plan the dates, but when the project is done, I always happen to drop when people are going through things i don't know what the universe is telling me the last time i dropped frequency like i was so ready to like push frequency to the most but i couldn't that's when lockdown came yeah but that was the best part about it because when it came in lockdown that gave people the time to actually listen to music you understand and forcing them to actually be in tune with themselves type of thing it's like it like forced you to actually play the album and be like okay oh my gosh I'm listening to this. Am I going through this? Am I feeling this? Yeah. Now I've got stillness. And I mean, there's a lot going on in the world right now. So people are actually going through a lot. My album also came at a time where when you listen to it, it allows you to deal with yourself also, you know? So it's like the father of frequency. That's how I see it. You have to listen to stillness and then go back to frequency and then go back to stillness to sort of like... See the development know, and counterparts. Yeah. Which is very interesting because one of the things which I wrote here was stillness is a very instructional body of work. Almost every song you're either posing a question or instructing your audience, whether that actually be us who's listening to it, or in the cases where it's a love song, the person that the love song is about to do something. So it gives us this feeling of not necessarily you coming into your own space, which was more so, as you already stated, frequency, but now you're settling within the space. So is that where you currently are mentally? As of right now, I think like I'm growing into stillness. It helped me identify certain things about myself and also express certain emotions. It's allowing me to grow with it. So I'm experiencing the journey of stillness. Like, it's like I'm literally still in it. Yeah. I'm curious, since we're now in our fully into like stillness, what is your favorite song on stillness? Ooh, my favorite song right now, because like it changes like almost every day because like, I'm like, wow, okay. Today that song sounds like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think right now my current favorite song is um, Never Alone. I think it's always been one of my favorite songs like when i started making the album mm. when we took um these retreats as like a team and we were working on the music you go on a journey with people and you can sense you know something is wrong or they're not in the right space what i've realized is that with my team when we make music we want to be in a free space you know we want to be together we want to be on the same level heads just so that it doesn't stop us or it doesn't limit us when it comes to working so when i did never alone It was as if I was taking like my experience and like all my people around me and sort of just saying, yo, all you have to do is speak. But also in order for someone to speak, you kind of need to, you know, give them a shoulder to cry on. Yeah. You know, so kind of like open up to the people around you so you can understand what's going on. Let's try 
friends to suicide i've lost friends in accidents i've lost a lot of people but what i've realized is that if you don't actually express yourself and nobody else allows you to express yourself it's going to lead you into a mental illness type of block like you're actually you're not going to be okay yeah let's try to bring love to each other even if it's not a close circle even just with people outside in general you never know when someone really just needs a like you know a hug or a high when you when you embrace love that's what you attract and that's what you give so that's what never alone basically is i see and another thing which resonates is the spirituality i know i i'm, I'm going to be saying spirituality a lot within this within this, this conversation <laughs> within this conversation the two tracks that book in stillness are essentially gospel songs in terms of how um exalting you kind of make them which is also very similar to um kenny's interlude in terms of the ex exaltation yeah. process so i'm trying to understand with all of this what informs your relationship with spirituality and where did it exactly begin oh i think that my spiritual journey was more ignited by frequency i think i started to become more in tune with myself and understanding god i'm not a church girl i don't really read the bible but i feel like everything to me just comes naturally so in the process of my spirituality i i always make sure i give thanks you know to god for the gift that he's given me my purpose is to be the voice of song and to heal as much as many people as I can heal. In that album, it's like I said, grateful, amazing. And I said, thank you, because it's like he's the beginning and the end. Also, stillness is like we're made in God's image as well. You sort of go through a spiritual journey as you listen to the album as well. You understand certain things. You know, where I say love is everything, you know, where there is a rainbow, there's a part of gold. It kind of builds hope. And with Frequency, I gave her Kenny's interlude. I did Polisa. It's just me strengthening my relationship with God and also just not being shy about it, making sure that people know that I'm just here to serve a purpose with my music. Wake up in the morning feeling blessed I'm singing my praises It's a beautiful morning Wake up in the morning feeling blessed I'm singing my praises Isn't it amazing that he 
always be acknowledged whether i put it in there in the corner somewhere in track three <laughs> I'm always going to have like a gospel song but I also think it's like when you have a gift your strongest point will be if you make gospel like I imagine myself making gospel music I'd probably be kick ass mm. because that's that's like another spiritual unlocking you understand because it's like you're singing praise every single time what well, Kenny's interlude essentially is that cuz all it is is Lord. You know what I'm saying? We actually wrote that song um when my friend passed on so I lost a friend in an accident and I named that song Kenny's Interlude. But when we were in the studio that beat was not what you're hearing today. We were actually about to make a trap song. We were fooling around in the studio and then it just came like in a moment it was just a flash and at that time my friend was actually in hospital so whatever changed the mood in that room at that moment that song was made and it felt like that song you know it came from the universe but that was his time when he was leaving as well I can't even explain the feeling that we had when we recorded that song but it made so much sense when we learned that okay he had passed on and we didn't even hesitate to call it Kenny's interlude because that's what it felt like that was his song he was like okay I'm leaving guys it was just a gift from the universe did that change the course of what the tone of frequency was then going to be I think frequency came at a time where I had just obviously left the Wrecking Crew and then I was trying to discover my sound at that time we had been recording a lot of music but those specific songs made sense for what frequency was meant to be you know so some of the songs we cut all for like i no this one is too r&b here you talking about nigga 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 cancel <laughs> this one here you talk to cancel this one you're talking about dark blue and purple cancel but it was an intentional selection so when we listen to the songs we're like yeah see this one Yeah, this one is frequency. And, this one and curates well with know, this, this one. one and curates well with that. Yeah, because like frequency is very like energy based type of thing. It's a frequency, literally. You you tune in. What was the actual first song you worked on for Stillness, and is it actually a song that is on the project? It was actually Grateful. So the first song on the album is the actual first song you started with. Yeah, that was the first song. So Grateful and Searching were the first two songs from Stillness. How Grateful came about is we took a trip. We went to Kingdom Resort, which is like close to Sun City, and like it was it was raining. We were very annoyed because we couldn't go outside. We couldn't do no activities. Blah blah blah. And we're in the studio we had like three studio setups and people are making beats this side some are recording on the other side and then we went for a walk in the afternoon and when we came back to the house i told one of the engineers his name is Benavent Don i was like the sun is going to come out tomorrow tomorrow's going to be a hot day he was like no i was like okay shout and then the universe heard me because in the morning when we woke up it was a beautiful morning <laughs> have you ever seen that video of that kid i told you I told yeah. <laughs> you. I told you this was going to happen. And the song just it just came. It just makes sense, you know. Wake up in the morning feeling blessed. You know, like I'm singing my praises. It's a beautiful morning yeah you're just grateful that you know you actually woke up and you got to see that it's a beautiful morning. And then I say amazing because it's like what I'm grateful for is what I'm about to tell you about. Yeah. He's always present like he's always there. All you have to do is call his name. And then searching, searching was obviously just another song just like then I was like, okay, I've been searching for myself, you know, cuz I'm really just trying to find out like where I'm at, you know, mentally. And then that beat came and then it was like, right, let's go. And at what point was that? So I dropped frequency in March 2020. 
and then we took a trip towards the end of the year. So it was definitely June or August between that timeline. And then we took a pause and then we worked on a few more songs. And then it was like a writer's block. And then I started working with Rory on his projects. And then I worked with jazz groupies. You got on HBO. <laughs> right. They got me my first Times Square billboard. They got me my first sync deal. They got me. Shout out to Rory and Jazz Groupies. So much yope. This is the first time you're listening. We even have a full interview with that man on his project. I think also what took so long is that I guess I was just at a standstill in my career. I really just wanted to work on myself. But I had also wanted to focus on Saul's career as well. I was like, bro, you need to drop an album now. You need to drop a full body of work. So we were really dedicated to like working on a specific goal. Out of the stable, he's, he is the only one that actually dropped an album last year, if you had noticed. Yeah. So if Amazing was the first song that started this journey off, what was the song which once you were finished, you were like, yeah, we can wrap this thing up. Ooh, that's very interesting. So I had the album, the album was done. I was actually ready to drop it until we had, I had a recording session. Saul invited me to a recording session with Jay Jody and A. Reese because he was going to do the sex on the Blue Tape project, right? And then I was there and then I obviously did the white light. After that studio session, I played them my album. They were like, wow, we need to be on this album. <laughs> so it was already done, we you were wrapped and then they were album. like, you need to unwrap yeah. yourself. Yeah. I was done and then I was like, hmm, maybe you would sound nice on this song. Maybe you would sound nice on that song. I sent the songs and that was like the perfect pick. The day was the perfect song for Jody, and every reason was the perfect song for Aries. Once I had them together, I was like, hmm, this project is done. But I couldn't finish the project without one of my favorite rappers, which is Ja Level. If you've know, we've done a project together. We did an O to Ja. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's also a family. We're part of the same team. It made no sense for me to have two of you know the best rappers, but I couldn't have my favorite rapper. So I called him. I called him, and I was like, "Bro, I'm done with the album, but I need you." <laughs> he came the same night. He came the same night. Wrote that verse. We had take it slow. After that, I was like, right. This album is done. Let's get to mastering. Let's get to dropping. So what I'm understanding from all of this is prior to that meeting, essentially, um, Stillness was then going to the be, and it was going to be a Tando project with no vocal features because you still have Stephen Richard. Yeah. So how did the Stephen Richard um, collaboration also then come about? Right. So how the Stephen Richard feature came about was um, through Sol Mariope. He had been in conversation with Stephen Richard with regards to working on a project together or, you know, like a collaboration. If I'm not mistaken, what he did was send him a couple of beats. And when we went on another trip, that's the beat that we both so happened to like. And when I was done recording the song, he was like, yo, this is the same song that Steven Richard recorded. I see. So let's put it together. And then we mashed it up together. And that's how I got my first international feature.
I really love the instrumentation on Rise. Sounds like we're on generations, man. For more both and the beautiful. Yes. This is the most important one. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh-huh. I write a lot of my music from my experience and how I'm feeling at that time. I took a walk to the beach. I watched the sunrise. And I was like, okay, today I'm quaking all my problems and I'm putting them in the ocean. And I'm saying, whatever happens, happens. You understand? Yeah. What the song teaches you is to be the light, be present wherever you are. Be present to yourself or, you know, to your family or to your friends or to the world itself. You know, rise like the sun, fulfill your purpose, you know? Yeah. Flow like the water in the ocean is like, embrace the day as it comes. Sometimes it's going to be a rough tide. Sometimes it's going to be smooth. Sometimes you're going to get seasick, but just take it as is anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I'm going to do, I'm going to sing it for you. <clears throat> Rise like the sun. Be the light. Sing like the morning birds. Flow like the water in the ocean. Rise like the sun, be the light, sing like the morning birds, flow like the water in the ocean. Let's go. But we ain't done with putting your spilly on the spot. We ain't done just yet. We ain't done just yet. That was just the beginning. We got one more round. We got one more round. When I was listening to this album the last time, I was like, your approach to it is very neo-neo soul to it. When I was listening to it, I felt hints of Joe Scott in it. I I felt hints of Erica Badu in it. I felt hints of that very period, like from like 1998 into like 2002 in the RE. It felt like it it was like a descendant of that era in terms of how you sing about day-to-day stuff how you even incorporate praise into it since you started off with covers i want you to touch one of the queens of neo soul Mm -hmm. and give us just a a young taste of one of the queens of neo soul put your spitty on the spot who's your neo soul fighter that you're gonna throw in and it can't be lauren hill damn Damn. that's the one i was gonna go for (laughs) i knew it (laughs) um let me see. Wow, Jill Scott also has like amazing songs. You love me as special, different every time you keep me on my feet, happily excited. By your cologne, hey, your hair, yeah, your smile, your intelligence. So, if you actually listen to the album, Searching was inspired by Just Us. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it because it's like, here I am, getting to know how things go, getting to see. How it's gonna be? I was feeling Joe Scott in searching. I was Yo. feeling, I was feeling a long walk vibes. I was feeling uh, yeah, <laughs> a long walk around the bar after, after dark. 
that was like a Jill Scott inspired song. Like solely just because like I really love the way she sounds on like soul music. I love the way she rhymes when she does that. When it was lockdown, I was listening to like the verses when she was going back to back with Erica Badu and they were, ooh. Oh, what a time. So like that was um those type of like she really inspired that song. India Ari, she inspired like Love is Everything. Just the tone of it, because when she did I am ready for love. Why are you hiding? So and with love is everything is more intentional i want us to hold hands all night long you know so it was like it was one of those like like a slow jam and then erica badu just inspires my energy just in general so she's just a whole of stillness if anything you know yeah she's just all about vibes you know just about the energy now, we've had a lot of deep discussions about stillness. I just want to like put stillness to the side because even in our pre-interview, there, there was something which you had said, which, you know, I just want to understand for the people. <laughs> You're stressing me right now. You stress. I already know what you, you know what? Let, let me hear you out. What you got to say? I just want to understand since, you know, the tandonjenis of it all has become an internet <laughs> meme, right? Right. What is it actually like being a recurring meme on the internet? I just want to understand. You know what? I think life would be terrible if I didn't have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. If I thought it was bullying, I'd probably, I don't know where I'd be right now, you know, but I think that video is funny because I'm just as confused, you know, <laughs> I'm, eh, I'm also trying to figure it out, you know, and every time I see that video, I also ask myself like, yo, what's going on? What did you actually mean? Because it's a biannual festival. Like at, at this point in Yo. time, you can rely on it at least once a year or twice a year. That video has the worst but the best timing. I'll say the worst because every time it pops up, I already know what's going to happen. I'm like, oh, here we go again. But the best part about it is that it always comes at a time where I'm like releasing music or I'm releasing some sort of content and it engages like new fans you know people are like oh my word I wish I'd known that you make music and then they go into the music or oh my word you're actually you know a good personality it's sort of like helped people discover me but also like the worst way for people to discover me because it's like first you're gonna laugh at me and then you'll listen to my music but first you're gonna laugh at me because they're not necessarily laughing at you they're laughing at the situation if we're right because they're like it's that simple like it's just tango it's Tando and Jay. Okay, so now do you say then Jay or is then Jay silent? I'm like, okay. Every time I ask myself, I'm like, is then Jay silent or what? I'm like, yeah, it's silent, but then why am I saying it? But it's still silent. <laughs> it means the same thing. But um, that's the best video, you know. It's like, y'all will know me anyway. Y'all can laugh, but you're going to know me. I guess this is how it starts anyway. So even when I win my Grammy, that video is still going to come back. You understand, like it will come back. That video is going to haunt me forever and ever. Amen. So more than Slicker must just give me my bag, go our separate ways, and we're done. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm thinking of even making merchandise now. We're gonna I make see. meme outfits. We're gonna you make must. Some meme shirts, meme hoodies, meme caps. Then Jay is silent the whole way. We're going. We're sticking to this brand. We are taking it around the world. 
Speaking of around the world, since Frequency has kind of come through, you have um, your global presence has actually quite increased from getting placed on HBO, getting on Times Square and all of these amazing different things. Congratulations, by the way. How has that actually changed? Has that changed how you navigate making music or how you navigate the actual process? And what is what has that done for you? I think that it's given me a different perspective in terms of the market, you know, how I focus my market of like my music. It sort of builds more, more presence, like internationally. And because it's presence internationally, you have like a different mental space and a different type of goal, you know, and you want to now captivate the, the international market just as much as you're captivating your, your, your own country's market, you know. So it's, um, it's sort of just opened my eyes to knowing that, okay, how do I now take a South African artist and make sure that 20,000 people are listening in London as well, just like in South Africa or just like in, you know, in Japan or in Ireland or, you know, in Mauritius. There's like so many different countries that listen and so many people from like different countries that I get shocked and I'm like, hey, man, if I'm going to have an album go big in the UK, am I on a London radio station? It also helps with like searching on your internet. You find radios or you find presenters, you know, that are from different countries and you just DM them because like that's the great thing about the internet. Now we just DM and you just shoot your shot. You're like, yo, I'm a singer songwriter from South Africa. Here's my album. I've been listening to your show. Can I please get an interview or how do I get an interview? The best part about social media is that they help you sponsor your posts, you know, so you just put some money into it, you select the country, you know, and you'll start seeing from there that, okay, there's certain people that are listening here and there, you know, you're attracting certain ears. So, which means you're doing the right thing. I guess that's the best part about being like an independent artist, because you get to learn the ups and downs of like marketing yourself and building your brand and, you know, seeing where it fits, finding your niche or finding your perfect market, basically. It doesn't necessarily change, you know, the process of how you're working and the things that you do, but it definitely widens, you know, the range of like, okay, don't limit yourself to just South Africa alone because there's other countries that are actually watching you and they're engaging. And I mean, if I've got 10 Americans, I've got 10 Americans who can bring in another 10 Americans who can bring another 10 Americans and it can end up being a thousand Americans, you know, and then from there, it's another Europeans and then from Europeans, like Asians and, you know, the whole world because everyone is listening. And I guess the best part about being a creator is that you're given a worldwide space. You know, everyone can relate to being a creator, whether you're vlogging on YouTube whether you're making music, whether you're a painter, whatever it is, there's, there's always some sort of connection that we have with the entire world. And now that the project has actually been out, how's the reception and how has releasing it been for you? The reception is actually quite well. It's on about 150 streams now. 150K. Yeah, it's only been out for a month. I haven't really pushed it much. I haven't really built hype around it. Um, reason being is that the album took us so long to make that by the time we actually dropped it, we were so tired. It was like so emotionally draining. It was a process. Like it was like a baby and going through its trials and tribulations, mastering songs, losing files, re-recording, all those stresses like that. When the, fi- when the album finally dropped, it was like, Hoosa, okay, 
let's sit back for now. Let's get our momentum back. And now let's push the album. It's one thing to make a full body of work, but it's another thing for people to actually listen to it the way it was made from track one to track 12. A lot of people also have like favorites, which I never thought would be like, you know, favorites. So like I'm, I'm literally allowing stillness to be stillness and I'm allowing the backlash, should there be any backlash, but there hasn't been this far. You know, everybody's enjoying the album. What backlash were you expecting? I'm curious. You know, like, I mean... I think like fans have a lot of like expectations, especially if you have music in such a long time, they'd always be like, ah, I expected you to make more music or I expected a 20 click album. Ah, wait, ah, it's not your music, yeah. You know what I mean? But this one was taken very calmly. People really appreciated it. I think that it's yet to be appreciated still, you know? So if you wanted people who are currently listening to take one thing away from stillness, what would that be? Hmm. I think what's important with this album is that one should learn to love themselves. And once you know how to love yourself, you'll know how to love others and you'll know how you want others to love you. So it's about that communication and the energy that you give out into the world and how you engage with that energy. Yes. And how you take care of your space and how you take care of others. Just basically trying to live with the best intentions. So with all of that, in an ideal world, what's the ne- what are the next steps for you? What is the vision for Tando? Ooh, the vision for Tando is growth with self more than anything. I see myself filling up international stadiums, doing festivals, I see myself sharing stages with your Erica Badus, you know, sharing studio time with your Alicia Keys. I see myself healing the world. I don't know if I'll be making music forever, but I know that my purpose is to be an angel of song. So maybe I'll be producing, you know, or curating films, you know. I don't know what is ahead of me, but I know that I want to experience, I want to experience like being a musician and also being an excellent performer. You know, I want to grow in that. I want to do more shows. I want to do that across the world. I need everybody to be saying Tandon J, whether it's in Spanish, whether it's in Japanese, whether it's in, you know, Sri Lankan, whatever it is. I just need my purpose to be fulfilled, you know, and I'm, I'm learning as I go as to what I want my brand to become and how I build that. You know, I'm learning to dream bigger. I'm learning to write down more visions, more goals soon enough the, like the, the, the purpose will start to fulfill itself I think so too or at least on my side I hope so too and I'd like to thank you for taking the time this has been a very fun and at times funny interview um, so I really thank you for right. giving us the time and allowing us to understand a little bit more about yeah. the journey of stillness that we can experience stillness with you mm-hmm. I have to thank you for giving me your time you know for creatives it's so important to share your space and I think like you sharing your space taking time to you know nurture your baby and say okay you can have a piece of my child that shows a lot of appreciation away from you just being a fan of the music I think just as um just as an influential creative I think um this is a very important you know time and I appreciate your time that was the 51st episode of all that yes thank you so much for listening 
If you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so by sending an email to allthatyazpodcast.gmail.com. I repeat, allthatyazpodcast.gmail.com. I'm Yaz from All That Yaz, and have a lovely rest of your day.